Good day and welcome to the UEFA Champions League podcast for today. The Champions League is back with exciting quarterfinal games. And wherever you are tuning in to this episode from, whether you're on the African continent, North America, South America, Asia, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Oceania, welcome to the most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, with yours truly, Philip Alimo, and I have love for sports. On today's episode, we'll be discussing and analyzing the Champions League quarterfinal first leg games between Villarreal versus Bayern Munich and Chelsea versus Real Madrid. Villarreal returned to the Champions League quarterfinals for the first time since 2009 to take on a Bayern side making their 20th appearance which is a record in the competition and for the second season running Chelsea and Real Madrid meet in the Champions League knockout rounds with the English side seeking another win join me and my guest on this exciting episode to discover more Mr. Kowa good evening and welcome to the show good evening Philip how are you doing I'm doing very great. And yourself? I'm not doing bad. Thank you. And how is London buzzing up for that big game? Chelsea, Real Madrid. Well, in spite of everything going on with Chelsea, I believe they are gingered up for this big quarterfinal clash. So we hope to see that Chelsea will be able to progress at the end of this round. Definitely. We hope Chelsea will be able to progress at the end of this round. And uh, what are your, your thoughts uh, regarding the performances of the two teams in their respective league games over the weekend? Chelsea played Brentford and lost. And Real Madrid also had a good result over the weekend. Do you think this would have any bearing on the game? Well, no, no I do not think so because... Um, should we go by should um should we go by how they perform? I, I believe both teams perform poorly, um in terms of um, their league games. And if you if you watched Real Madrid's game, you could see that. Um, I must say something, but they had the help of the referee who who um who was who was able to who was able to um give them some dubious penalties and even with. The presence of VAR, those penalties weren't weren't um, overturned, and and that was that was quite disappointing for neutrals to who are following the Spanish La Liga very closely, and for Chelsea who played in a very different system, um, you can you can you can see that um, they were being lackluster in their performance against Brentford. And it was more evident after they scored a goal, they were very vulnerable, conceding three goals in the space of 10 minutes. So that that shows that both teams were quite worried. And um, I believe that tomorrow they will all step it up and perform better um, in the first leg of the Champions League. Definitely, they would all step up 
and make up um, make amends in the game. We caught up with Thomas Tuhor today at the press conference, and let's hear from him what he had to say. What do I want from an owner? A strong squad, uh, confidence, confidence and support. We had a day off, which was uh, maybe also necessary to di di digest it. Um, we talked about it, but uh, no special talks, no special uh, team talk. We talked openly about it, which we, in a debrief, which is very usual for us. Um, we set the new targets, that's what you do in sports, no matter if you if you win or lose. It was a crucial loss, of course, and we absolutely did not like what happened. It was very uh, untypical for us, so we consider this also as the exception of the rule. We were open to ourselves and uh, allowed ourselves still on Monday to, to, to focus on, on the match tomorrow, because it's what's needed. Gary Cottrell. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it does, but um, in, in nowadays you are in charge of uh, in, of of, um, of of media, of of, of, of help, of, of virtual help. So I'm I'm pretty sure you can do the, the team talks and can be in touch with, of course, players and stuff. But it's always better and much nicer to to be there and to have the direct influence. This is I think what what we as coaches love the most to be in the middle of the group and be part of the group and that we can like constantly communicate not only with words but also like with how you feel like with a smile with a hug and when all this is missing it's strange and then is something is missing i hope he still makes it i had the information that he will try to, to arrive tomorrow in the evening i personally hope he makes it um, he's a yeah, he's a he's a big big coach, big personality, and, and it would be nice to have him at the sideline in, in these kind of games. Yes, and I think he's he's still completing it. He he looks totally like a what did you say wonder kid? He looks like a wonder kid in training in some exercises. For example, today he had an outstanding training session, and uh, on top of it, he's a he's a fantastic he's a fantastic character, such a lovely person, such a, a nice guy, humble guy, and so interested in sport and, and so happy to train, so happy to deliver for the team. It's it's pure pleasure. Uh, I was following his career long, long time, even like when he was at Real Madrid, I was aware of him, I was aware of the talent, and you could see there is like, there, there is a next step coming, and I was sure he has, he has what it takes to, to make it there. And um, I'm very happy that I have the chance that he's, he's my player. He plays a lot this season. It's, it's crucial to us, not only on the pitch, but off the pitch in, in the way he behaves. You can see that he's, he's brought up as a, as a team player and he, he, is like, uh, he, he knows what it takes and, and what culture it needs in a, in a dressing room and in a team, in, in, in a big club. And this is what he brings to our team. That's why we're very happy. Yeah. Yes. We absolutely need it. Yeah, we absolutely need it, and and we need to be better on the pitch. We're the first to admit it, but we need the crowd to be better, and supporters to be better. It was like this. We need everybody on the on the front foot. It's a big match. It's it's quarterfinals, and it's a it's a big opponent in in a, in a, in a big occasion. Um, I think like maybe normally we have these kind of of atmospheres like in evening games and big matches. Like uh, throughout uh, throughout this season, when uh, spectators were back in, like the Champions League matches were like 
like gave us a huge push in terms of atmosphere and in terms of energy and we needed this uh, is, is crucial in these games and and we felt it like you feel it in every MA game when you when you play in Turin play in Malmö play in St Petersburg play in Will it's it's super hard and it's it's much harder to play against the spectators as well and and we will face it next week in in, in Madrid so yeah everybody needs to be on, on top level we need to be the first one to 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 set the spark but everybody needs to arrive tomorrow ready i i think it has nothing to do with last season's game honestly we i did not i did not look at it in in the preparation i looked at the last matches of real madrid but we did not have a look in in our in our last year's matches it's uh, so that maybe answers the question there's uh, for us not a for us anyway not a revenge but for us it's not a point to prove again or whatever like we, we are we are out there to prove a point anyway and um, and uh, to to bounce back from 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 Saturday's performance and to play and, and to play in the, in the in the right way in the way we want to play to to be to be physical to be intense to be focused and to be in our very best because this is what we need. Um, we overcome we overcome Real Madrid, overcame Real Madrid in, in the last season, but like I said, it had to do in the, in the, in the preparation. It, it's new coach, it's new team, and um, it's it's with spectators, and it's again good to go. Gentlemen, the red jumper, Mr. Koa, your reactions uh, towards uh, Thomas Tuchel's submissions at the press conference. Um, well, I think that um, for Chelsea heading into this game, I believe that they needed a wake-up call after a solid run right before the international break, not losing any game except for the game against the game um, the Carabao Cup final against Liverpool. So you can tell that they were in good spirits, even. Um, even during the international break, probably made them complacent a bit and set them back in. With how without the season has gone for them in terms of momentum shifts, um, they've also suffered another um, another um, an- another loss that looks like it is going to set their season apart as it did last season. Because after losing five two to West Brom, they went on to win against FC Porto in. Probably it looks like um, for them this is how it is going to be um, because Christian Pulisic also spoke about how spoke about how it is it is a wake up call they they've needed so then they all believe that they have to put up a very very good performance tomorrow and, and be able to impress their fans and get their fans behind them as well because it looked like against Brentford for the larger part of the game the little. Um, section of Brentford fans were the most vocal at Stamford Bridge on Saturday, and that's not a good that's not a good showing by the fans because they seemed very irritated about how Chelsea were performing on Saturday. Definitely, they seemed very irritated. And talking about irritation, uh, Chelsea is not in the best of forms in terms of activities outside the pitch. Uh, with new owners coming in, the fans uh, protesting against the potential new owners. And also, Thomas Tuchel seems to have a bit of challenge in his personal life um, going through uh, divorce. Do you think that would have also any bearing on tomorrow's game? 
Okay, so I believe that Chelsea Chelsea is a kind of team that if you follow them for the past years, they, they actually um, blossom um, in terms of adversity and they seem to thrive around chaos because it looks like when you do not expect them or when you underread them to be able to um, put, their, put their heads up and um, put their heads down and be beaten, that's when they actually come out of against the biggest of oppositions. And it looks like that wasn't that that was that was the same um, incident that happened last season because for a team that was good or started good last season in about seventeen games and, and fell as low as to eighth position um, after a very very tough spell, they were they were able to gather themselves um, with a new change of system and everything. Um, they fought very well in the in the business end of the season and were able to win the UEFA Champions League and it looks like it is no different with the sanctions on um, former owner Roman Abramovich and now with um, Tom, um, Thomas um, Tuchel also experiencing these kind of these kind of issues are, um, off the pitch um, it looks like Chelsea Chelsea will have to come together once again and be able to rise above everything that's wrong with them and be able to perform when they need when necessary Another team that would need to rise above a challenge that they've just encountered is Real Madrid. Their coach, Carlo Ancelotti, tested positive for COVID and for that matter, did not travel with the team to London. Uh, do you think that will have an adverse effect on the team? In the, in the worst case scenario, he's not able to join the team tomorrow night. Well, maybe, maybe not so. Um, sometimes you actually need the physical presence of your coach in terms of for you to know what's at stake. But then for a team like Real Madrid, a very, very prestigious team in Europe, um, they've been a team that have been that have that have the mentality to be able to see things through when when even they are not when 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 they are when they are down in terms of um in terms of numbers or anything. And that's why they are one of the biggest teams or that's why they are the most successful team in this tournament. So for for them, I don't think that the the situation with Carlo Ancelotti will be something that they will use as a as an excuse um, in terms of them downing tools probably against Chelsea tomorrow. But then they will see it as inspiration as they'll be as they will be able they seek to they seek to avenge the kind of humiliation they suffered um, um, last season as Chelsea were the better team over the two legs in last season's Champions League semi-final. Definitely. Let's, let's pick up uh, Christian Pulisic's thoughts from today's press conference and we'll come back to Mr. Kowa in the studios. Yeah, I think the the game on the weekend was obviously a tough one, um, but maybe it was a bit of the kick we needed to to get us ready for some some really big games coming up. So, um, I think uh, I think the guys are definitely gonna gonna turn it around, and uh, we're gonna. We're still going to be confident, as we should, going into a game like this. And uh, it's not going to be easy, but hopefully, um, yeah, that game will give us a bit of a... We're going to want a bit of a... It's just to get back out there as soon as possible and, and try to win a big game. 
Mark. Um, Thomas was just talking about the need to be physical and intense every night. Chelsea played more games than any other team in Europe. Team. You're flying back from America. How easy is it to sort of push that time to one side and just keep going? That's our job as professionals. It's what we do. Um, it's never easy. Obviously, everyone is traveling, has a lot of games, um, and it's just our job to take care of ourselves, take care of our bodies the best that we can so that we can, as soon as the whistle blows, we can, uh, yeah, really give everything out on the field while we're, while we're there. And um, sometimes you just have to, you have to fight through um, the tiredness and continue to, yeah, give, give it all for your team. Uh, yes, it's hard to ignore the fact that Chelsea is about to be sold. Uh, how closely do you follow the sponsors and the four consortium all include American sports pro owners? Is that good or bad with more influence from the U.S. in sports wise? Um, it's definitely my job to to stay focused on on our team and and the games that are that are coming up because we have some massive games and. Uh, that's definitely where I need to keep my focus. Um, obviously, we hear about things going on and, and we follow it, but um, right now it's uh, it's all about Real Madrid tomorrow, and after that it's going to be about the next game. So that's all we can really put our focus on as, as players. Is that? I mean, when the first started at Chelsea, everyone was impressed with the fighting spirit the players showed to get the results against the back of all the top clubs. How I think I think the guys have done really well to deal with it, first of all. Um, I mean you could see in those you know, when everything was going on, the way that the way that uh, the guys reacted and responded and continued to get result after result. Um, obviously, you know, this weekend was tough, but um, the guys have done a great job, and I don't think that anything's going to change going into the you know into the business end of the season, uh, even bigger games. And um, I know that this team is going to is going to step up and do the absolute best we can. And uh, like I said before, just focusing on the task at hand, focusing on the next game, and that's that's all we can do. We should definitely take confidence. Um, obviously, we got a, a good results against them last year, and uh, we're going to hope to do the same this year. Um, obviously, it's a big team. It's never going to be easy. Champions League knockout game, but uh, knowing that we've done it last season, we've even won it all last season, we should feel uh, we should feel confident, and uh, that's that's our mindset going into it. Judge Valerta. Tomorrow, you will face the Spanish team, and I would want to know uh, how would you describe Aspilicueta's role uh, in your team before this game? He's our captain. He um, does a lot of little things very well. The guy um, fights uh, nonstop. Uh, you can see the energy he brings to the team, and he's definitely just a huge positive spark within our team. Uh, so he's very important for us. Um, and, yeah, I don't have enough good things to say about him. Nick? Uh, Christian, um, Thomas, given the run you've been on, um, when you guys did, was that the kind of thing that, because you understand? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've all been through moments like that before. That's why... Um, He's experienced, uh, we're experienced as a team, and uh, it's not a time to think, oh, we lost one game, was kind of a 
crazy result. Uh, it's not it's not the time to to panic to uh, take that with us in the next game. We're just going to use it as fuel and uh, turn around. So yeah. So that is Christian Pulisic speaking in that press conference earlier today. Mr. Kowa, what is your reaction uh, to Christian's submissions? Well, um, the same thing um, I had to say about um, Thomas Tuchel's own. They all believe that they were a bit, they were a bit complacent in terms of um, heading into the business end of the season, and they are quite, they have, they have renewed focus, and and they know that they have a goal to be um, to achieve in terms of um, going further in this year's Champions League, and that is what Pulisic. Um, is is um, indicating that he and his he and his um, boys who have to be way better than they were against um, they were against Brentford and leave and and leave no stones unturned in their first leg at the Stamford Bridge because as you know in in these two legged ties um, because you are the slightly lower or you are the slightly less rated team you. You actually need to perform quite well um, to be able to to be able to um, have a comfortable or a relatively comfortable second leg. So that is what that is what Chelsea are going to do tomorrow against Real Madrid. They actually want to start this tie right on the on on the on the best on the best note possible. Definitely, they want to start right on the best note possible, and on this show. We also want our audience to be well informed and I'll be giving you a bit of information in terms of the previous meetings and the form guide and current team news between the two teams. For the second season running, Chelsea and Real Madrid meet in the Champions League knockout rounds with the English side seeking a repeat of last season's win against opponents now coached by their former manager Carlo Ancelotti. Chelsea overcame Madrid's 3-1 over the two-legged semi-finals in the 2020-2021 season to preserve their unbeaten record against the Spanish club who have not lost a tie at this stage of the UEFA Champions League since 2003-2004 season. Both teams beat French opponents in this season's round of 16. Karim Benzema's hat-trick inspired Madrid to a comeback win against Paris Saint-Germain, while Chelsea is past Lille. This is one of the two 2021-2022 quarterfinals between former European Cup winners Benfica's tie against Liverpool, the other. The winners of this tie will play Man City or Atletico Madrid in the semi-finals. In terms of previous meetings, Chelsea were 3-1 aggregate winners against Madrid in last season's semi-finals with goals from Timo Werner, and Mason Mount securing a 2-0 second leg victory at Stamford Bridge. The first leg in Spain had finished 1-1 with Christian Pulisic's 14th minute opener for the visitors cancelled out by Karim Benzema's 15 minutes later. The team had met in only three previous fixtures before last season in two UEFA finals which were both won by Chelsea who are therefore still unbeaten against Real Madrid. Their previous meeting before 
came in the 1998 UEFA Super Cup in Monaco when Gustavo, seven minutes from time, gave the UEFA Super Cup winners oldest Chelsea a 1-0 win against Real Madrid, who had qualified by winning the UEFA Champions League. The English club also came on top in the 1971 European Cup Winners' Cup final against Madrid in Perusos. The first game ended 1-1 with Peter Osgood's 56th-minute goal at the Giorgio Stadium cancelled out in the final minute by Zoko. Two days later, the same stadium, first half goals from John Dimsey and Osgood again and Chelsea their first European trophy despite Sebastian's pulling one back for Madrid 15 minutes from time. In terms of form guide, the Blues have won their last three contests at this stage and eight of the last nine. The London club made it four victories from four at Stamford Bridge in this season's competition with a 2-0 first leg win against Lille and then sealed progress with a 2-1 victory in France. Chelsea claimed their second UEFA Champions League title last season by beating Manchester City in an all-English final on the 29th of May. So that is it in terms of records for Chelsea. But one important record is Eduardo Mendy kept nine clean sheets in 12 UEFA Champions League games last season, the most in a campaign by a goalkeeper for an English side in the competition's history. He has added another five from his seven appearances this season, conceding only two goals. So that is it in terms of the form guide for Chelsea. Madrid are in the European Cup quarterfinals for the 37th time more than any other side with their record 30 wins and six losses in the competition. This is Real Madrid's 18th appearance in the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals. They have won their last nine contests at this stage. Madrid won five of their six Group D games this season. The exception a standing 2-1 defeat at home to deputant Sharif on March Day 2 as they finished first in their group for the third time in four seasons. Away from home, they kept clean sheets in winning at Inter Milan and Shakhtar Donet and Sharif. Madrid have won eight of their last 15 UEFA Champions League away games, recording two draws and five losses. Under Zinedine Zidane, Madrid also finished first in their group last season, picking up six of their 10 points against Inter and selling progress as group winners with a 2-0 home victory, with a 2-0 home defeat of Borussia Mönchengladbach on March Day 6. So that is it in terms of the records of the two sides going into tomorrow's game. Another game that is on tomorrow is Villarreal versus Bayern Munich. Mr. Kowa, what are your submissions? Well, it is a, it is a very, very big game for the people from Villarreal and Unai Emery because I believe that this will be their toughest test yet as a um, a unit with how with how they've played them through all these years and being able to win a very very nice final last season against Manchester United this will be 
the best test that they have faced so far since he took over. And it will be a very, very nice, it will be a very, very nice one to, um, to experience as um, I believe that Bayern Munich will have their full or almost their full squad um, playing tomorrow with with um, comebacks um, from of with comebacks from injuries from Alfonso Davis as well as Leon Goretzka. So it is a game that will be a very very good one to watch. It is a game that will be a good one to watch in terms of form guide between the two sides. Villarreal returned to the Champions League quarterfinals for the first time since 2009 to take on Bayern Munich side making their record 20th appearance while the Spanish side are only their third last eight contests and for the first since 13 years. Bayern have made it to the last eight for the 10th time in the last 11 seasons. Both teams come into this tie inspired by their impressive round of 16 successes. Bayern overwhelmed Salzburg. Robert Lewandowski scoring three of their seven goals in the second leg, while Villarreal struck three late goals at Juventus to secure a first UEFA Champions League knockout victory since the same stage of the 2008-2009 competition. The winners of this tie will play Benfica or Liverpool in the semi-finals. In terms of previous meetings, the teams were drawn together in the 2011 and 2012 UEFA Champions League group stage, Bayern winning both games and route to finishing first in Group A, while Bayern went on to reach the season's final, losing on penalties to Chelsea in their own stadium. Villarreal were eliminated from the European competition altogether, having finished bottom of their group after losing every game. In terms of the form guide, Villarreal's record in European Cup quarterfinals is one win, one loss. Of the eight sides involved, all have played more European quarterfinals than Villarreal. The Spanish side are, however, the 23rd club to reach this stage, of, this stage of the UEFA Champions League on more than two occasions, joining Roma and Deportivo La Corona on three appearances. Villarreal have also reached six UEFA Cup UEFA Europa League quarterfinals, winning four of those ties. The Spanish side picked up 10 points in this season's group stage to reach the round of 16. Only four of Villarreal's points came at home, where they drew 2-2 against Atlanta on match day one and beat Young Boys 2-0 before losing to Manchester United. So that is the record of Villarreal. Villarreal's record in two-legged knockout ties against German clubs is three wins, one losses. They've won three of their four home knockout games against Bundesliga visitors, drawing the other. Bayern, European quarterfinal record is 20 wins, 11 losses. Bayern are appearing in the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals for the 20th time, a competition record. This season, the German Giants picked up maximum points from their group. That also included Benfica, Barcelona, and Dynamo Kiev, scoring 22 goals, the most in the group stage. Three shots of PSG's competition record and two shy of Bayern's own best total and 
conceding only three, the joint's lowest total with Real Madrid. Bayern beat Barcelona 3-0 away and at home and also won 4-0 at Benfica and 2-1 at Dynamo. Lewandowski is the top scorer in this season's UEFA Champions League on 12 goals and his second leg haul against Salzburg was only the sixth time a player has scored two or more hat-tricks in a single campaign after his three goals against Benfica on March Day 4, his centenary game in the competition. This season marked Bayern's 25th UEFA Champions League group campaign, fewer only than Barcelona and Real Madrid, who both have 26. They have now won their group 18 times, including each of their last four seasons. Only Barcelona have done so more often, which is 21. Bayern had won only six, had won only one of six games against Spanish clubs before that win against Barcelona in August 2020. They've won four of the five since then and drawing only one. This is Bayern's sixth UEFA Champions League quarterfinal against a Spanish side. Their record is two wins, three losses with victories in the last two. Mr. Kowa, tomorrow, what should we expect from the two teams, Villarreal, Bayern Munich? Do you think Bayern Munich will dominate Villarreal or Villarreal will pull a surprise? Well, um, it is really, really, um, it depends on a lot of factors for me because um, if you follow how Unai Emery operates as a coach, he is very, he is... He is, for me, one of the craziest coaches in terms of how they pay attention to detail. Whenever he plays a big side, especially, um, he he goes as far as tracking teams. He goes as far as tracking teams in their last 17 games in all competitions to look at um, weaknesses that he could be able to exploit, even with his airtight defense and with how they work. And looking at how they were able to Limit star players like Dusan Vlahovic, um, Dybala, um, as well as Quadrado in the last in the last time, they will have to deal with a very very or a way better um, and more experienced opposition with the likes of um, possibly Alfonso Davis, Robert Lewandowski, um, Sunny, um, Leroy Sunny, um, Serge Gnabry, as well as Thomas Muller. So then, it is actually going to be two or three levels higher for Villarreal in terms of how to defend and how to be able to curb to curb all these threats that they'll be they'll they'll be able to face as well as catch Bayern on the break because without Bayern defense sometimes with and sometimes they can they can fall they can fall into like a two back having only um Dayo Upamecano as well as Lucas Hernandez behind and people like Danjuma, um, Jeremy Pino, or Samochukweze will be people to will look to exploit that um, in terms of um, beating Bayern Munich on the break. So then, it is a very very unpredictable game. But then, we 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 are all we are all looking at it from from a, a perspective that it is on paper and currently on paper with Bayern having all their um, most of their players return back from injury. It looks like Bayern have have um, a better have a better chance of winning this first leg. 
at the La Ceramica in Spain tomorrow. And you, you, you wouldn't be shocked. You wouldn't be shocked if you see that happen. But then should Villarreal try to do the impossible, that would be the shocker of tomorrow night. Should Villarreal try to do the impossible, that would be the shocker. Villarreal, in trying to do the impossible, do you think they play as a unit or they would have to depend on individual brilliance to pull that shocker? Well, I think it is, it is always a bit of both for teams who are able to defend because if you watch, if you watch, um, let's, let me reference things by um, their, their Spanish count, um, counterparts at Atletico Madrid. They also defend quite solid as a unit. Sometimes with two bags of five in front of the goalkeeper, but then with Villarreal, it is, it is um, one one bag of four with with a five in front and just a forward. You we 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 do not know if he is going to stick with um, Danjuma up front like he did, uh, because Gerard, Gerard Moreno was injured in the second leg against Juventus, or he will start with Gerard Moreno up front tomorrow because he's a very very he's a very very relentless um, worker who knows how to press and with being very comfortable in possession they will they will they will try they'll try and they'll try and um, make they'll try and pull out a collective effort um, as they'll be as um, as they'll be able to curb buying threat and with with their sharp passing and with their chance creation and they'll rely on individual brilliance or solid attacking patterns that he has over and over again. If if it's a probably a two-on-two break, a three-on-two break, or even a two-on-one break. So then, um, I I believe it is a bit of both. It will be collective um, in terms of defending. It will be individual brilliance if they get um, counter-attacks against Bayern Munich. Definitely. Your final submissions, Villarreal, Bayern. What's would you predict a win, a draw, uh, uh, the same thing Chelsea Real Madrid, a win or a draw? Well, I well I I um I believe I'm bad at predictions, but then I I can I can only say that I believe Bayern will have something decent to take to the Allianz Arena, um in the second leg, and probably Chelsea will be Chelsea Chelsea will bounce back better as compared to Real Madrid with their performance against Brentford. So uh, I, I believe if, if anyone is going to get a decent outing in both games, it will be Chelsea and Bayern Munich. Definitely. If anyone is to get a decent result, it will be either Chelsea or Bayern. Mr. Akua, as always, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. To my cherished audience and listeners, as always, it's been exciting coming your way with today's episode of the UEFA Champions League first leg quarterfinal games between Villarreal versus Bayern Munich and Chelsea versus Real Madrid. Until same time during the week when we come back with highlights of the first leg. Stay blessed and keep well.